The Con Guy Show, the official program of theconguy.com, is heard on the We Be Geeks Collective and on Sci-Fi.Radio. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Clank. Clank. Clonk. We got some beer today. Yeah, beer. Big boys. But our podcast isn't about the booze. It's not just about it's clinking It's not just things. about drinking and oh. clinking things. Oh, you're right. It is about, like, nerdy things Nerd and comic stuff. books and video games and movies. and Nerd stuff. Yeah. If you like anything nerdy, grab a drink and be nerdy with us. Join us. On, but first, let's talk nerdy. <laughs> We're the Con Guys, and this is the Con Guys Show, coming to you straight from the nerdy heart of Hollywood, California. And this is Jim with theconguy.com. She's been here with theconguy.com. Katie here, aka the Con Girl. Zordon did not want five teenagers with attitude. My name is Derek Sam. I'm Danae Sams, and that's my brother. We are your home for news, opinions, and interviews from the world of Comic-Cons and fandoms, your ultimate insiders for all things Hey! Ben, I really do wish that we could be using the Jurassic Park music right now. But we could hum it. We could hum it. We could. I don't think that violates copyright if we just hum it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody, hold on to your butts! Thirty years ago this week, life found a, wo- a way. Boy, did it ever find a way! Life found a war. <laughs> Thirty years ago, life found a way as Steven Spielberg's groundbreaking and ground-shaking film Jurassic Park thundered into theaters, breaking all kinds of box office records and proving once and for all, to quote Dr. Grant, "Just because we can do something doesn't mean we should." Although we're kind of glad he did because three decades later, we are still feeling the shock waves of that first T-Rex footstep. And this gives me chills thinking about it. Yeah? Uh, Jim, uh, not to be that guy. It's okay. We were all thinking it, Ben. Go ahead. I do need to correct you. Dr. Grant did not say that, and that was a misquote. It was uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm who said, You're right. uh, You're right. You got so preoccupied with whether or not you could, you never stopped to think about whether or not you should. I stand corrected. You are closer. Jim lost interest in the movie after the T Rex scene, so that one came out. Wait, 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 wait. Anyways, (laughs) this week we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park, and we're going to tell you everything you need to know about taking part in this once in a 65 million year celebration. Welcome. Jim did not lose interest. I just think that the apex, <laughs> the high point of the movie is the T-Rex attack. I think the movie after that is great. Just a couple points below great. I mean, just about, I don't know, nothing can, I just don't think anything can top the T-Rex attack scene. And That's I'm talking. Right. The raptors weren't big enough for them. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I mean, 
Jurassic Park 3 had a talking raptor, so... True. That's when it got really good. <laughs> All right, my name is Jim. Be fair, that was a dream sequence. <laughs> All right, let's introduce ourselves for everybody. All right, from Ohio, who do we have this week? Hey, Jake, coming at you from the Jacoba system. Glad to be on the show again. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys about movies, and we'll, of course, show off some cool collectibles from Jurassic Park, both the vintage line and also the new stuff we have sir so looking forward to talking about that stuff with you guys nice i like how jim said from ohio who do we have this week as if we have so many people <laughs> come on the show from ohio <laughs> well i could be in ohio from or ohio. we never know ohio. where luke is at yeah. though that's true <laughs> luke is always somewhere else <laughs> luke just got back from new york and ohio and by he's gonna be <laughs> back in ohio in like a week oh geez I was going to say, by the end of the show, he'll be in Ohio again. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of which, Cheeseman. Hey, what's up? This is Cheeseman here, screenwriter, one of the founding members of The Con Guy, and here with a Dublin dog laying here on the bed. Say hello, Dublin. Say hello. Speaking, that's a big dinosaur in itself. Yeah. <laughs> Holding My down name? the fort for the ladies this week, the con girl herself. Hey, everyone. It's me, Katie. Uh, original female of the con guy but now one third of the con girls uh haven't been here in a minute so i did want to say happy belated asian american heritage month to anybody who is watching because i didn't get to say that last month and happy pride to another you know it is june so we got to say happy pride as well so yeah uh and i'm excited to talk about jurassic park i feel like it's been a minute yeah it has it was also jewish heritage appreciation month as well last month so let's uh, just want to call that out. Oh, somebody here who looks like Dr. Grant. Who could that be? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. But hi, my name is Derek. I'm a regular on the con guy ever since the beginning of this podcast. And tonight I'm representing a little bit of Alan Grant and a little bit of Ian Malcolm. You know, two great characters of American film. Um, <laughs> yeah. Derek, you got to do the shirtless laying back uh Jeff Goldblum look on with your broken leg. <laughs> I don't know. I think got to is kind of a strong way to put that. But got instead, to. instead, just do his laugh throughout the whole episode. Go. <laughs> 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 uh, I InGen has gone too far this time. They've created a Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill com oh. combination DNA splicing. It's they're playing God. Um, hey, everybody, it's me, old buddy Ben. Uh, I, right off the top here, I want to do a shout out to my homie and my good friend Astro Guillotine, who is in the YouTube chat right now. Uh, Astro is a world famous rap artist and uh, soon to be world famous rap artist and just an all around good guy. He called me out for being old buddy. I didn't even know he knew that I called myself that on the show. So apparently he's done some research. Blood good. <laughs> if you become a rapper, it's old buddy. Oh, old buddy. Oh, either O L or O apostrophe. No, that'd be if I was Irish. Anyway. Also, like, uh, does anybody wonder if Cat like just comes in to hear Ben say that and then leaves? Like, <laughs> I assume so. Yeah, she has to say at least one more thing on the show to prove her loyalty to us. <laughs> Come on, Cat. Come on. <laughs> And sacrifice a squirrel. 
Um, <laughs> I, uh, anyway, I'm an actor. I'm a comedian, writer, et cetera, et cetera. I do entertainment industry stuff. I'm also the host of The Geek Seat with Ben Cleaver, uh, which is a new podcast that I just started. We're two episodes in. We're getting ready to shoot some more episodes this week. And uh, keep your eyes open because in the ensuing episodes, eventually, and I'm saying this right now without prepping anybody, uh, some of these people here in this podcast might be guests on the show. So we'll see. Uh, not Jim. Are you, are you officially asking us right <laughs> now? <laughs> yeah, all of you guys are welcome. Uh, Except it Jim. depends on what the topic is that week. And if it's something that you're interested in. Come on, uh, and uh, guest on the show. We'll we'll geek out about stuff. We'll sit you in the geek seat Ooh. and let you geek out. That's and we'll wear matching shirts like three of you are right now. Please do. You know, I I totally forgot. I put this shirt on, and I have a tank top that has Ian Malcolm on it, and at the oh. bottom of it, it just says ha 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 ra ha ha ra ha. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see it on the podcast though. So, all right. Oh. We're gonna warm up. We're gonna. Oh look, Cheeseman's got a really cool shirt on that is uh, unusual. I like Monster Tees. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was gonna say it looks like a B movie horror poster, but that <laughs> makes sense for Monster Tees. Monster Tees, uh, friend of the show. Go check out the website Monster T E A S E dot com. Right. Yep. Dot com. Yep. Dot com. Yeah. Yep. Uh, great right. stuff over there. Go check them out. She's one of them. Just I'm wearing a Jurassic Park shirt too. You just can't see it. It says "Life Finds a Way." Wait, wait. Let's make. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Let's go solo. Life. I like that, Katie. So, it, nice. it should say "Life uh, 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 Finds a Way." <laughs> Derek still wins because he has has the hat on. Yep. Oh, thanks. See, I don't have anything on me that says Jurassic Park. I've got a hat over here that says Jurassic World, but I didn't quite feel right wearing that tonight. But All he right. actually looks like a digger, so he wins. <laughs> there you go. Let me let's, let me warm us up just a little bit, yeah. just a little bit, a little bit of trivia. Let's let's mm, see okay. if we get, let's see who can get it. See so can get it. So Jurassic Park brought in in its initial run over four hundred million dollars domestically. That's in nineteen ninety three money, my friends, to become at the time the most successful motion picture of all time up to that point. What was the film that it beat out to claim that title? Go. E.T. Ben. What, wait, what year was that? I'm Batman. What year was that? 93. 93. 93. Who said E.T.? I did. Good, good, good. You didn't read my questions, did you? No. All right. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait, wait. Bonus. Um, what film did E.T. beat in 1982 to become the number one film of all time? Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm just blurting them out. All right, and 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 Ben, let's see. Um, what movie did Star Wars beat? Jaws. 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 I knew all three of these so far. I remember What's because. Yeah, I don't even know what that movie is. Oh. <laughs> How I know is because the pictures that are sent to each director when you beat yeah. it, they make these uh, illustrations of, and kind of like. You know, whenever a movie beats the other, someone like does this illustration, and that's that's how I know these. It's like a, it's like a congratulations thing. The, the picture was the Jaws shark, and it had R two D two with a fish fishing pole, and it was like catching the shark. And that the was shark. Like, yeah, yeah. So wait a second. So wait a second. Not only 
did Steven Spielberg come back for revenge, he then doubled down on George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steven Spielberg had Jaws. Then it went George Lucas with Star Wars. Then Steven, then Steven Spielberg with E.T. E.T. and Steven Spielberg with Jurassic Park. <laughs> All right. Last question yeah. of the big movies. What movie beat Jurassic Park? Titanic. 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 I was waiting for it. I was like, it's Titanic. Like, go. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. All right. And then James Cameron kicked down the door and said, you oh, a-holes. I know. Speaking of other directors, what other well-known director stated that he wanted to make the, he wanted to option, he wanted to make Jurassic Park, but the rights to the book by Michael Crichton were optioned a few hours before. Ridley Scott. But a few hours before he could bid on them. He missed it by just a few hours. What Ridley other Scott? director? No. I have no idea. That, yeah, I don't know either. Speaking of Titanic, James Cameron. James Cameron, James Cameron wanted to make it. Interesting. But he did come back and he said that he thought that Steve, uh, Steven Spielberg was the correct person to make it because James Cameron goes, if I would have made it, it would have been a much more violent movie. And it's already a violent movie. I want I want to see his version, though. Why can't he do a version now? I know. I know. I mean, it can't That's be what... worse than the last most recent Jurassic yeah. World movie, right? <laughs> All right. You were there when I saw it. Yep. Three more questions. <laughs> da, 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 da. Ian, in, a.k.a. Jeff Goldblum's character, Ian yeah. says the line, must go faster while being chased by a dinosaur. Yeah. What other film, which came later, did Jeff Goldblum? I yep. know this one. I'll say the line, Ben. Ben Cleaver. ID4. ID4 Independence ID4. Day. I, I pointed that out to you when we were watching it, I think, didn't it? Oh, you did? Yeah. Ah. I didn't know if you got it from me pointing it out, or I guess it was online. With By the way, quick Mark. side note, two quick things, because now this is the second thing that I, I want to mention about this. Um, so those of you who came to my wedding, do you recall that Brianna walked down the aisle to the Jurassic Park theme? But also, do you remember that one I'm of the- I'm nodding my head, but if you're on the podcast, I'm nodding my head. Yeah, Jim nodded his head. But do you also remember at the reception when one of the bridesmaids gave the full presidential speech from Independence Day as <laughs> her speech? She wasn't even I didn't know a, about this. This is amazing. She wasn't a maid of honor. She was just a bridesmaid. But then she was like, can I do a speech at the reception? We're like, sure. She's like, we're like, what are you going to do? She's like, I don't want to tell you. And then she came up and did the full Independence Day speech. <laughs> All right. Last two questions. And oh, we, we just pissed off Derek. All right. Last two questions. Let's see if you guys can get this one. Probably not. This is a hard one. When Juanito, he's the guy at the beginning, is inspecting the amber encased in the mosquito at the dig site in the beginning of the film, mm -hmm. what connection does that actor have with the con guy? Ooh, I know this Seinfeld. one, so I'm not going to answer. You Derek cannot answer, Luke. But he's I don't think anyone else is going to answer. I'll just tell Seinfeld. you. Seinfeld. No. His name is Miguel Sandoval. Miguel Sandoval is the father of Olivia Sandoval, a friend of ours who is also, she was one of the founding members of Whiskey Sunday. She was in season two of Fargo, and she's a pretty amazing person. Anyways, nice. her dad was yeah. in it. And we've met him at one of the gigs before. He came to watch his daughter play. Yep, nice. She just filmed. She just filmed a short film up on the mountain with um, Haley, Haley Joel Osment, who she's really good buddies with. In Dublin's house, Dublin's mountain house. Oh, yeah, Dublin's here. house. Yeah, that's where she was at. 
Uh, I thought you were going to say Seinfeld because I know he was in one or two episodes of Seinfeld and yep. so was the soup Nazi. And then we got the soup Nazi drunk at, at WonderCon. We did. <laughs> and that wasn't that hard. Story. That was not I hard. Was Larry. We're like, can we buy you drinks? He's like, sure. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. He's six drinks in. He was so who's, much fun. Who's going to say no? Yeah. Last say question. No. Don't buy me drinks. Last question. Jeezman, you can't answer this one. Derek okay. needs let back in. Oh, let me let him back in. He's not he the on answer. The door. He Wait, ask him the last question to see if he gets it. Derek, I'm going to ask you the last one. The answer in the chat. While you the oh, you did. You put the answer in the private chat. <laughs> yeah. Olivia, oh, Derek knew the answer to that. Of course. Right. Last yeah. trivia question. Let me go back. Last. Uh, here we go. Luke, you cannot answer. Because it's, it's about my underwear. That's why I can't answer. Hmm. Oh, I'm, okay. Which Jurassic Park underwear am I wearing right now? <laughs> This is a family show, Luke. Only you will know the answer to that, Cheeseman. All right, which uh, which Hawaiian island was used for much of the beautiful uh, beautiful island setting in the film Jurassic Park? Who knows? Can I can I phone a friend? Isn't it isn't it Oahu? Astro Guillotine is from Hawaii. Oh. Astro, put the answer. <laughs> they use I know they use the same valley that's in a bunch of stuff. Like they use it in Lost, and then they used it again in Jumanji. Uh, in well, Lost was filmed in Maui. The jungle. Jonathan Wilkinson. You spelled it wrong, but you got no, the correct Kauai, answer. Kauai is a no, Kauai is a Japanese word. Yep. Oh, wait. And um, Astro shot said he shot a music video there. Very cool. Nice. All right, Luke, the reason you couldn't answer is I'm tossing it to you because... Oh. Could I have been there? Oh. I've been there. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did I not say Oahu? He said... Yeah, on Oahu. I said Oahu. Uloa Ranch on Oahu. Nice, nice. The reason, like hey, Cheeseman. Yeah. Our next yeah. part, of, I, what I want to ask you guys is like, a, tell me a little bit about Jurassic Park, your first time seeing it, and then we're going to talk about the celebration, guys. Tonight we're going to talk about the celebration of the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's events happening. There's offsites. There's screenings. And Jake's going to take us through so many toys that have just been dropped so but first of all let's talk about jurassic park cheeseman we just talked about the island of Kauai, and here you cheeseman is at the on the island of Kauai at the actual ranch where they filmed it tell us about this luke i mean that's exactly what you said it was i mean <laughs> yeah we were there in hawaii we saw the location i think this was the spot where they saw like the dinosaurs for the first time where they were kind of in that like in that awe of seeing you know those giant brachiosauruses and all that where the jeeps were i think that was the location of that specific shot that was in that spot we saw and we also saw a very thor looking guy pulling out of the ranch and he almost looked at slow motion open the gate like whipping his hair and i'm like do only models work at this place this is weird yeah it's also crazy. like other modely looking people that were pulling out of that gate so Jurassic Park is also owned by uh, su superhumans. Luke, Marty Carlin says, what's up, Luke? What's up, Marty? Who's Marty? Uh, Marty, we used to do acting stuff together. We worked a lot of like background shoots and stuff back in the day. So, Cheeseman, since you've got the floor right now, tell us about your experience with Jurassic Park when your first time seeing it. Well, unlike Jake, you know, who was his dad was a doctor. So no, I'm just kidding. It had nothing to do with this. I saw Jurassic Park for the first time in the dollar theater, actually. 
and I think I saw it three times in the Dollar Theater. I went to the, remember the Westerville Dollar Theater, Jake? Yeah. Yeah, so I went there multiple times. The first, I yeah, like I remember my great, my great, great uncle telling me about Jurassic Park and talking about how horrifying it was when I went on a trip in Santa Fe in that June that it was released and stuff and just heard so much like hype around it. And I was real excited to hear it. But for some reason, I think my family waited to the Dollar Theater. Not that we always did that, but for some reason... I saw it for the first time there. And I remember my cousin, Joey, who was like very hyperactive and just like you couldn't keep him still. He was like horrified after he saw the movie and it was like speechless. And I remember seeing my cousin, Joe, like my uncle was like holding him and like he couldn't speak after seeing Jurassic Park <laughs> and stuff. For some reason, that kind of stuck out to me. But because he was scared. Mean, or, or he's what's excited. that? Because he was scared or, or he's excited? Scared. Yeah. Oh, wow. But uh me and Jake were just kind of barely friends then because this was like fourth grade for us. So like we like we we're just kind of starting to talk. So we weren't like at the part part in our lives where we saw the movies. So like my cousin and Sean was living with me and I bought the Jurassic Park compound. I got all these like toys and stuff, which we'll talk about later in the show. But I used to be so excited to get home from school just to play with my Jurassic Park toys and stuff. So <laughs> and then, of course, you know, when it came out on VHS, I got that. And we used to like, you know, when you'd have like TVs in your car and put like VHS tapes in, like while making like road trips as a family, we would drive down to Florida. And then, I, yep, what Jake's holding there, I actually have mine up here, too. Is that your VHS tape, Jake? Yep, the original VHS tape. Originals. It. Look at that. Oh, wow. That's that's mine too that we took on family vacations. So <laughs> and I watched this over and over again. That's my story. Nice. Pitch it to somebody, Luke. Well, Jake, I, I was referencing him, so I gotta okay. go. To okay. Uh I remember seeing it for the first time in the theater with my mom and my older brother. And my younger brother at the time was only I want to say he was like five or six, so he was a little too young to go. So I remember we dropped him off at my grandma's house and went, and I was just like blown away. I just thought it was like the most exciting, just a visually like amazing movie I'd ever seen at the time. And I remember coming, going to pick him up after that, my grandma's house. This is coming from a guy that saw T2 as a <laughs> child, somehow was able to see T2 in the theater as a child. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw T2. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, went there and then, yeah, like you said, it came out in June 93 and that was, we were, so we were 10 years old. So my birthday's in June and that year, like everything I got was Jurassic Park. And again, just like my VHS tapes, my VHS tape, I still have my original Jurassic Park action figures. Got the Raptor there. We'll show some pictures of the vintage one. There's the Raptor and Grant and, and uh, here's the big boy. And oh, listen, yeah. listen close. He still works. <laughs> the mouth you still you're still you're, so i put a thing around its mouth like a it's rubber band kind of thing and broke it so mine doesn't on. make noise anymore <laughs> yeah uh i'm sorry jake all the dinosaurs in jurassic park are female <laughs> yeah dr Wu controls I stand, their chromosomes yes, I, I stand corrected you're right <laughs> well to begin with they're all female but life finds a way and life finds a way there were eggs. Some South African frogs have been known to spontaneously change sex from female to male in a single-sex environment. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Tell right. the whole movie. <laughs> all right, before, okay, Jake's going to pitch it to somebody, but I just right. I want to throw this in there. One of the biggest parts about this year is um, 
the film's back. The Jurassic Park is back in theaters all across the country. This week, it is showing in a number of major markets across the country. I know it's here in LA. I know it's in New York. I know it's in Atlanta. It's in a couple of different California cities. So just check it out. You'll be able to find it. They're doing special screenings on both coasts at both uni universal um, theme parks. They're having um, like marathon screenings of it at both parks, which is kind of cool. You can also, if you don't want to go to the movie theater, but why not? But Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park Lost World, Jurassic Park 3, and Jurassic World awesome. are all starting this week are on Peacock, if you guys get Peacock. And then this is kind of cool. Universal Pictures Home Entertainment will be releasing limited commemorative editions of the film on 4K starting this week. So Jurassic Park and all the subsequent installments, which we're not going to talk a lot about them because... Ugh. Anyways, <laughs> I, I like some of them, though. But, like, anyways, they're all going to be available this week. All right, Jake, pitch it to somebody else to give their Jurassic Park story. Let's just go down the line, Jim. Tell us about your first time. Oh, I don't have one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Jim's turn. Jim's turn. Jim, Jim was alive when dinosaurs were alive, so he wasn't impressed <laughs> with the movie. I, rem I must say, I was um, – I was an adult when this came out, so I wasn't a kid. You know, you know how some movies did they hit you at the right time? I think Star Wars was perfect for when people who saw it as kids, and I think we all kind of love Star Wars. But the people who saw it as kids, it kind of stuck with them in a, in a way that if you just see it your first time as an adult, it may not. Even though my dad saw it as an adult, and he he still loves it. But um, Jurassic Park hit me. It, it was just an awe-inspiring movie. I saw it. Um, I think I was. I can't remember the exact moment I saw it. I saw it in theaters, but I remember just being blown away because I grew up with was stop. Was that the wee age of 50 years old when he saw it? I, I remember I grew up with, uh, you know, the stop motion animation for any kind of giant creature or whatnot. And I thought this was going to be that, you know, because we didn't have like all these millions of websites back in my day telling how everything was made. But we did have Entertainment Tonight talk about how Steven Spielberg was using a brand new way of animating his dinosaurs a mix between animatronics and computer generated and we're like wow what's that gonna look like it's gonna look weird we all thought it's gonna be all like the one thing i remember was sitting in the theater with the crowds and when we first saw the dinosaurs the first time that dr grant and ellie saw that dinosaur in the jeep and they looked out and they watching it walk everyone in the theater fought, thought the same way we're like we knew we had just entered a new kind of filmmaking. We knew that movies had just changed. And it was kind of a cool, so cool to be part of that. Like something just changed. We knew it had just changed. And then, um, I don't know, the announcement came out after that, that George Lucas said, we have now developed a way that I can go back and do my movies the way I want to. And we're like, oh, we were excited at first, but then they went downhill from there. But anyways, that's my, I rem that's my big thing about Jurassic Park. And um, the music just blew me away. I bought the soundtrack on tape. I bought it on CD. And now I have it on my, my iPhone. So I buy it every time. They're making all kinds of money up because I keep on buying the different versions of it. But that Jim, is it fair to say that when you heard they were going to use computer animation for Jurassic Park, and I'm saying this both as a joke and seriously, like, did the thought run through your mind like this is going to look like the Dire Straits Money for Nothing music video? Like, <laughs> seriously, right? I was fully expecting it to look more like um the what's the the Luke Skywalker on Hoth? What's the the creature he was writing? 
through the, the snow. Tauntaun. The tauntaun. The tauntaun. Yeah, I thought it was going to look like that. In my mind, it's like it's going to look like just really cool stop motion. But man, I just remember the first time I saw it, seeing the wrinkles on over the the muscles on the dinosaurs as they moved. You're like, holy crap! How are they doing that? It's just amazing. All right. Katie, I'm throwing it to you. The wrinkles. So I don't remember seeing it in theaters. I don't think I would have seen it in theaters. I was quite small, and I don't think my parents would have taken me to a dinosaur movie at that age. <laughs> um, but I did see it, you know, when I was older. Probably still a kid. I don't remember exactly how old I was. But I just remember, like, there's certain scenes in that movie that still give me anxiety because of the first time I saw it and the reaction I had when I first saw it. I mean, the, the scene where... They're trying to run away from the raptors in the kitchen. It's like literally always going to be in, in my brain is one of like the most scary scenes ever because it still makes me anxious when it jumps up and almost grabs the leg. I just like it's so there's just so many iconic scenes that even though I didn't see it when I when it first came out, that kind of always are going to set the bar standard for that kind of. Because I wouldn't say that it's a thriller, but I wouldn't say that it's not also uh, like scary or horror. I think that scene was the thriller. You were watching a slasher scene right there. Yeah, because like there's a lot of like jump scare type things in the first Jurassic Park movie. So to me, that 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 those stuck with me. That scene, um, obviously, you can't ever forget about the scene with the T Rex and the and the outhouse like bathroom. I mean, like there's just so many iconic scenes and even as a young kid i mean even if you watch jurassic park now the the effects and everything they use still hold hold up like they don't usually when you go see a movie that's 10 20 30 years old you can tell the difference in the special effects and do you know why that is but it still holds up do you know why that is because they they spent a lot more time on the animation on this film than they did most i think they talked about like because they really did a lot of because a lot of animation these days they're just like trying to rush it out and stuff but they spent a lot of time on jurassic park on the animation so that's why the quality has kind of stood the test of time and having the animatronics too also was yeah yeah. added so much added so much life to the movie that it's kind of unparalleled even now Mm -hmm. well to tag off of what luke was saying they also use the cgi very sparingly because Mm -hmm. it was a new technology they they couldn't afford to use it all over the movie right and so you know they used i think there's 18 minutes of cgi Mm -hmm. in the original jurassic park something like that so it was a blending of a real dedication to the cgi scenes and then animatronics and practical effects that you know it still holds up today um and, and, and I think they did some facial tracking stuff, even with like the kids when they're jumping up in the vents and doing stuff with the raptor yeah, scenes. Yeah. I think they. Well, yeah, when she it. falls through the ceiling tile and the raptor's on the floor and it gets up and jumps up at her to bite her leg while they're pulling her up, that was a stunt double. And she looks up directly into camera and they had to digitally remove the stunt double's face and put the actress's face on her. Yeah. So oh, that wow. was, but that was also like new at the time like we're talking 1993 like this is they'd used cgi and terminator 2 and young sherlock holmes but it was still way new in everything and frankly pissing off a lot of the practical effects artists at industrial light and magic <laughs> but that's a whole other story 
Um, but anyway, yes, sorry. I took away from that because I wanted to jump in on what Luke was saying. I recently watched, oh, sorry, I was going to say real quick, I, I recently watched, um, I rewatched again uh, the movie Dragonheart. And yeah, I, hadn't, I hadn't seen that in years. And that movie came out three years after Jurassic Park. And it's insane how much better the effects in Jurassic Park are than watching Dragonheart. I watched oh, it. Wow. Oh. I'm just ever all the scenes of the dragon, Sean Connery's character talking, I'm just like, this looks bad. This I am bad. the last one. Yeah. The effects are not the only thing that are yeah. better in Jurassic Park. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but okay. Half my heart to make his whole. You know, I always say, uh, whenever I watch Jurassic Park, and I, I know that CGI has improved so much since then, but the effect that I felt seeing those dinosaurs, I don't, I, I can't point to another movie since then where the CGI has made me feel quite like that. Gollum in the Lord of the Rings trilogy by Peter <coughs> Jackson came close to like me just thinking, wow, like, wow, that's just pretty amazing. And I, and I'm one of the few people that I loved. Peter Jackson's remake of uh, King Kong. It was, I like yes, that too, Jim. Uh, thank you. I know it, it, it could have gotten rid of about 20, 25 minutes, but I the, the CGI was great in that one. I, I love it when they use CGI for a purpose and not just because like, oh, well, it's easier. Just yeah. like, I love, and I don't, I still call the high watermark of CGI the first time I saw it when I saw Jurassic Park. All right. I, I'm done talking. <laughs> Who, who was talking just now? Was that Katie? Well, yeah, let's just go to Ben. Yeah, I, I, I can be done. I, I, there's not really much else to say other than the fact that that's probably one of my favorite movie scenes of all time is the kitchen scene with the kids and the raptor. Like, it's just just embedded in my memory for all time. Uh, yeah, so I was eight years old when Jurassic Park came out. I was going to turn nine that summer, and weird situation so my mom at the time had to, my mom at the time anyway <laughs> at the time my mom yeah. had to uh she had to get a, a very specific kind of surgery and there was a doctor in dallas texas that was a specialist so we had to go down to dallas texas and she had this surgery and then um she stayed down in Dallas to recover and my dad and brother and I came back up to Kansas where I was born and raised. And that's when Jurassic Park came out. And my brother, uh, who was 18 at the time, was going to take me. Well, he's 17, actually. He was going to take me to see Jurassic Park. And... I guess my dad told my mom and my mom calls the house from a hospital bed in Dallas, Texas, asks to talk to my older brother. And she is like, you are not going to take him to see a scary dinosaur movie in the theater, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so I was verboten from going to see Jurassic Park in the theater as an eight year old child, which there Perfect was this age. Right. There was this whole yeah. debate. In my family, like my dad had read some article that had said, you know, a kid shouldn't go see Jurassic Park unless they survived watching T2. And then <laughs> we were like, and then we were like, T2, what's that? And I was like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that movie. I can go see Jurassic Park. And but ultimately they were like, no, you can't go. So I didn't end up watching it until it came out on VHS, which 
in the early 90s, you remember it took 10,000 years for a movie to come out on VHS <laughs> after it yep. was in the theater. Yep. Um, and so uh, I do remember watching it in our basement for the first time and not being able to sleep that night after I watched it. And also at the same time being completely obsessed with it. Um, and then when I was 12 is when the lost world came out and I was in Colorado with my other brother staying at he, him and his wife's house. And we went to see that. And then I couldn't sleep that night. Um, <laughs> because then the T-Rex was in a city in the United States. And yep. so there's that. Um, and then by the time Jurassic Park three came out, I, you know, loved movies. I love the Jurassic Park franchise and I went and saw it and I was like, that was fun, but who cares? Um, oh. and <laughs> I like Jurassic Park three, but it's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, and, but it, it has the, the first movie is something I've seen by now, literally dozens of times mm -hmm. and I can quote it. As I mentioned before, my wife walked up the aisle to a Spanish guitar version of the Jurassic Park theme. Um, it's, you know, when I met Brie, it was one of the, the first things that was like a huge, like, touchstone moment of our, like, geek life that we were able to bond over was our love of Jurassic Park. So, um, it's a really special movie to me. Like I said, I can probably quote the whole thing. Uh, the Lego video game is really awesome. And uh, yeah, so Derek. Yeah. How did hey, before Derek? Yeah, so no spoilers. Amanda, I'm hello. Amanda. Happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, and Amanda. And I just want to throw this out there real quick before Derek talks. Jonathan said this was his first, Jonathan Wilkinson, first movie he saw in the theater. I love that. He's, it was wow. my very first movie at two years old. Two oh my years gosh. too young. My dad That's no, too young to see any movie in the theater. His dad said he regretted taking to see it, that decision for months because of how scared he was of dinosaurs after that. Oh, wow. yeah. Good thing they're prehistoric. All right, Derek, let's hear it. Yeah. Uh, so I was scared of everything as a kid. Every movie, basically, that had anything even moderately frightening like would keep me up at night. <laughs> Um, so Gabriel I did, Gill um, and the little people, you know, I didn't <laughs> see that until later, yep. but it would have terrified me. Uh, I knew I was old enough and just self-aware enough to know that I should not see Jurassic Park. But I remember being sitting in church on a Sunday morning next to my Mima, and she wrote a note while my dad was preaching and was and just wrote in the note. I saw Jurassic Park yesterday. It was good. And I was like, oh, man. And then from then on, everybody, all the other kids in school who had seen it were talking about it. Um, so eventually, it was also at Meemaw's house that I saw it on VHS rented. I was finally brave enough to watch it. And I realized that I actually loved it. Um, I think it scared me just enough to really like give me that adrenaline rush, but not to freak me out nearly as much as I thought. Yeah. Because Mima reassured me that it was more suspenseful than scary. Yep. You know, it's the kind of movie where you just, you know, you don't really know what's going to happen and you're worried for people, the safety of the characters, especially the kids. But she kept telling me it was really good. So, you know, Mima. I the really one. like you saying Mima. Can you just call us all Mima? <laughs> you I'll just outed Mima no. for passing notes. Or at least Jim. You can yep, call I Jim Mima. Shut up. 
Jim is Pappy, <laughs> Pappy Jim. <laughs> she quit. She quit caring about that way back then, um, and now she's in heaven, so she definitely doesn't need to pass notes. She doesn't care. Um, but yeah, so. Anyway, lots of movies we saw for the first time at Meemaw's house. She, I mean, she usually took us to the movie theater to see stuff, but it was also Terminator 2, since that's been mentioned a few times, that we saw the TV edited version that Meemaw had taped. Um, but yeah, Jurassic Park, I did get pretty well hooked on. After we saw it the first time, she had it on VHS, and I would want to watch it a lot when we went up there. Um, it did give me one or two scary dreams, but nothing, uh, nothing too serious. Um, he was only yeah. bitten half once. <laughs> right. I mean, I did. I did dream about like hiding from velociraptors and of stuff. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's. I agree with what everybody was saying about just the effects and everything. And even beyond that, the way the effects were used to tell the story, and it was all about the emotional impact of it. Um, there are YouTube videos out there galore about some of Spielberg's methods in this. But the way, just the framing of the dinosaurs in the scene, the way it's gradually revealed when we finally see the Brachiosauruses and how, you know, how huge they are. Like they're not fully in frame at first. And so the camera has to tilt up so that we gradually see the whole thing. Um, there are so many little smart things done like that. Um, and I'm already wearing my Dr. Grant hat and my Dr. Malcolm glasses. So I'm going to put on my really nerdy, um, my really nerdy pants right now that you can't see and say, <laughs> if you've ever Are studied. You not wearing pants right now? <laughs> well, I, I guess it wasn't yeah, really my He was not one. wearing pants, but now he's going to wear pants. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> are you saying you are wearing pants when only your shoulders and head are visible on screen? Never. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> the nerdy stuff I was going to share really quick. So if you ever read Aristotle's Poetics, uh, he talks about the six elements of drama spectacle is one of them and it can be used in storytelling in theater and in movies to great effect but it is one of six the other things are you know plot and thought or theme character um language and then sound which includes you know music and rhythm and then the sound effects when you watch a movie like jurassic park all of those things are done really well and there's a reason that that it moves you emotionally and it stays with you for the rest of your life it's just some of the best people who've ever made films were involved in this project and they were at the top of their game. You know, there's a lot of great Spielberg movies. Not every single Steven Spielberg movie is great. You can usually go back and still enjoy it, even in his lesser ones. Not yeah. all of them are Jurassic Park. Um, but like, he was, everybody that'll, kind of. That'll be a new show, least favorite Steven Spielberg movies. It'll be 10 oh, minutes. Yeah. AI. Derek will host. My... Go ahead, Derek. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just. Like, you've got that. And then, of course, we all know the music. Like, nobody can forget that tune. Even, like, it gets stuck in your head and will not go away. We all know John Williams is, you know, arguably the best film composer we've ever seen. Not uh, arguably. He is the best film composer we've ever seen. I'm just saying there are some other nerds out there who'd probably argue with me, but yeah. I would call him the best. <laughs> um, and, you know, you also think about those sound effects. Like, the sound of a dinosaur's roar and the thumping and how like that's so quiet at first and gradually builds all of those things help build that tension and all of us remember it because it was done so well did and you know what the dinosaurs roar was he took probably. like six different animals including yep. a crocodile's low growl yep. uh, an elephant oh, yeah. and, and all a number of different animals and combined them together to make the sound of the of the t-rex screaming it's kind of like what they Jim did with, screaming uh, was one of them too <laughs> 
<laughs> I know the Raptor, one of the sound effects for the Raptors was a dolphin mm-hmm. and then something else. Oh, yeah. oh wow. A high pitched squeal. And yeah. I think it was uh, like a hippopotamus or something. something was the yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mixed. But it is amazing. Like there are so many things that have to work right in a film for it to be done well. Um, and I, I like to go back to like the Aristotle thing with the six elements. Cause when, when you see each of those done right, that's the biggest factor or yeah. the biggest factors uh, of really making a movie effective. And this one hit, hits all of them, you know? Yep. Well, I do want to ask um, you guys a, a couple of questions, but before we do, I want to talk about some of the things that are happening around the world to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park. So internationally, um, there's all kinds of celebrations happening across Europe. A lot of it's social media driven, but the Natural History Museum of London is celebrating the 30th anniversary with a special pop-up store that is open now through September 22nd. In addition to new merchandise, the muse- the museum's Cranbourne Boutique has been redecorated and, e- and even includes the iconic gates from the film that you can take a, a picture with. The Jurassic World by Brickman exhibition moves to New Zealand in June, then Brisbane in December, and a second exhibition will be launching in Sweden in April. In Australia, a one-of-a-kind Jurassic Park-inspired high tea celebration will be taking place at Cordis Auckland through the end of April. I would not have put high tea together with Jurassic Park. Maybe like a big ice cream celebration or something, but high tea? That's pretty cool. I'm intrigued. Melted ice cream. Yes, and then in Shanghai, yeah, spend no expense. The Shanghai International Film Festival is having all six films taking place June 9th through the 18th. All six films in the Jurassic Park universe, and here in the states, we're really excited because the Jurassic Park Gates and Dinosaurs and some kind of interactive uh, exhibition are are making their way across the country to different fan conventions. Okay, when you say the gate and the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs are coming, Derek. Because that's a little bit scary. Well, it is kind of scary, you know. But like, and Ben can tell you, like, you know, they used a lot of CGI in the films, but they did use some pretty big dinosaurs. But I, I'm not really sure. They haven't given a lot of detail on what this exhibition is. I know that it's coming to San Diego Comic Con, July 19th through the 23rd, and the big gates are there. It's some kind of big offsite celebrating Jurassic Park. Jeff Goldblum's in town as well with yes. his uh, with the Mildred Snitcher Orchestra. Oh, yeah. So we are hoping maybe something's going to happen. It's also going to the London Comic Con in November and down to Brazil Comic Con also at the end of November. So that's what that means there. Yeah, Ben. Oh, I was just pointing at Jake because he had a little Jeff Goldblum action figure. Um, um, I'll yeah, no, they <laughs> did. Uh, there was a full-size animatronic Tyrannosaurus Rex for the first film, as well as I uh, thought a mostly uh, most of the body animatronic Velociraptor and the Dilophosaurus, the spitter that yeah. uh, that uh, kills Newman, uh, Dennis Nedry. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Wayne Knight. Um, I stood behind Wayne Knight in the grocery store once. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't say anything to him, but I kind of wanted. Was he buying? I wanted, yeah, he was buying Barbasol. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought if I ever encounter him again, I want to just walk up to him and go, "Hello, Wayne Knight." <laughs> I'm assuming everybody says "Hello, Newman," but. 
yeah. you know, maybe people don't know his real name and maybe he'd think it was cool that I knew his real name and then we'd become best friends. Mm -hmm. That's that's exactly how that yeah. would probably play oh, out. <laughs> yeah. oh, if somebody didn't know me and they came up to me and said my full name, we'd probably be friends. Yeah. That's, that's how the that funny works. thing is the thing that people scream at Mark Wahlberg the most is like, say hello he to your was. mom for me from fear. <laughs> Jonathan, it was. It was at Vaughn's that was just around the corner from where we used to live. Very cool. Very cool. All right. I'm going to ask you guys a question. And let's, let's and then we're going to talk about the Universal Studios. They're having big celebrations themselves. But before we do, um, CGI. This is the film that is credited for starting the explosion of CGI. So I guess I'm going to ask you, is the arrival of CGI with Jurassic Park, was it a good thing? Or well, give me I, your full opinions. Okay, I'll say it's like a lot of technology. It can be used really well. And sometimes the people who use it really well are the ones who like use it out of necessity. But then um, people get excited about it and they get so preoccupied with what they could do, they didn't <laughs> stop to think about what they should do. No, where'd that line this come from? Familiar. That sounds, that sounds yeah. like something. Um, oh, <laughs> we need a soundboard sound for that statement there. <laughs> but like, for example, George Lucas. Um, yeah. Like, oh, I can finally do all this cool stuff with the Star Wars movies. Let's re-release them and never let anyone see the originals again. Um, and, you know, it did, no, it did not improve them. Because like so much of the cool stuff was happened out of like we said out of necessity, you know, like all those awesome shots in Jaws, like this classic story of the shark kept breaking down, so they had to just film all these shots from the shark's perspective. But it made the movie that much more awesome. Wait, can know? we stop for a second there? Can we stop? Yeah, because me and Ben, were you on when we talked with Joe Alves, the, de yeah. the designer, yeah. with I, and Luke? Joe Alves actually has a different story. I just wanted to talk about that story. True. Like, because we asked him about that. We As I was him. saying that, I was like, I was wondering if that was actually accurate because I feel like I did hear something like this. So, please. no, it is. I think it is accurate, but I think Joe Alves has a different perspective. He played it down. Okay. He played it down. He yeah. said there were malfunctions with the shark, but it, it apparently it didn't affect the shooting schedule as much as the, you know, yeah. the legend has said it does you know well and the the barrels were storyboarded was i think the main thing he was trying to say like it wasn't like oh well then the barrels i mean the barrels did i think it used maybe more than what it was but it was a lot in the storyboard according what to you're Joel. what luke's referring to is that the the story goes that they had to use a lot more of the barrels the three barrels instead of the shark right because they couldn't get the shark to work yeah. so we saw the barrels but joe alves is like no we storyboarded every time those barrels were on screen so it didn't break down as much as what. Anyways, Derek, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, that's all right. Did I'd air conditioning just come on. <laughs> it sounded like a plane just went over. Oh, maybe. It's not on my end. Jake's like, <laughs> Jake's like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> They're loading up the Raptors outside. Um, Derek, were you done? Shoot. Um, I think so. I was gonna say just like that last thing you said. It's kind of like the story of how Harrison Ford supposedly ad libbed the "I love you, I know" line. When it wasn't just an off-the-cuff ad lib, he had this idea, and then he talked to the writers and the director and Carrie Fisher, and then they used it. It wasn't like something that he just surprised her with while they were filming, because that's not cool for an actor to do that. Um, similarly, I could see how it could be possible that something, there's a grain of truth there, but it's probably been exaggerated. Mm -hmm. um, even so, like so much of the cool stuff happens out of necessity. Then someone gets excited and said, wow, that's really awesome. I'm going to use it. And then they don't 
apply the same level of craft to the tech, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Sorry, go on. Katie. I think it's a, it's a love-hate relationship for sure. I think um, some movies rely too much on it and the movie suffers for it. Um, I think it's a shame when we don't get to see as many practical effects as we used to, because as a special effects and practical effects person, I, I mean, I'm like, I don't work in them, but I love them a lot. Um, it's, it makes me sad when we're losing that art because of CGI. Um, yep. But then there are some movies like that just pop in my head that came out in the 2000s, you know, like you have Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Pirates of the Caribbean was great. But then you have like Aquaman, which obviously there's reasons why Aquaman has to have CGI. Like we all know yeah. why it has CGI, but if it relies too much on CGI, I think it can hinder it a lot. So it's like yeah. CGI, just like anything else should just become and adding it or making it better and not relying on it completely so it should just help the story not hinder it i mean or not I, distract i guess the, the the drop the mic comment could be star wars prequels that's it that's all we got to say <laughs> i that, they would have been so much better if george lucas had been forced to find a way to make things work rather than the whole thing. I, I love George Lucas. I, you know, I, I just, I, I, I admire that, that man, but I think the CGI became too easy mm -hmm. there. All right, Ben, you were going to say something. Well, I was just going to say it's a tool. Yep. It's a tool for filmmaking and storytelling. Um, and once, you know, once we got it, it's again, another quote from Ian Malcolm, you're, you're flinging around like some kid who just found his dad's gun, you know, it's, um, yeah, that might be from the Lost World. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Might, I yeah, I, I don't think that was. Is that from the Lost World? Because no, but he does have a, a comment. He goes, "You found this power, and it's such a what was it?" He goes, "You're using it like a, I forgot, like a." I, I think it was from the first one. Maybe it's from the first one where he says, "Like a kid who just found his dad's gun." Um, but that's essentially what they've done, you know, what they did with CGI, especially in the late 90s and early 2000s. They were just mm -hmm. like, listen, but here's the here's the other thing. Then you have great movies like 1999's The Mummy, where the CGI, you go back and watch it and it's terrible. It's just awful. But the movie's so good. You're like, right. It was terrible. So good. That you're just like, whatever, don't care. CGI is terrible. Love it anyway. Scorpion so, King. Oh my gosh. Oh, that <laughs> that was like the bottom of the barrel uh, yeah. as far as like mm. overuse of CGI. Like, yeah. we're gonna make a CGI character that looks like the rock. Yep. You have the rock. Just you <laughs> them. Um, I know that was bizarre to me. Oh, hey, um, let me just say this real quick and then we'll continue this conversation. I want but if anyone um is wondering what else is happening to celebrate, go to if you guys get a chance to go to one of the Universal Studios resorts either in Orlando or Hollywood right now, they are Oh, I just want to say hello to someone who Jake, Jake Thomas. Hey, what's up? Jake Thomas. Jake hey, is a dude. We're in the Rosannaverse. <laughs> what does that even mean? Da -da 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 -da. Oh, Connors. Da -da -da -da. Anyways, yeah. Van Connor. And yes. then the show, The Connors. It's come on, Jim. I got it. I got it. She's You're a writer. Speaking of which, Jake, Jake was having a cool writers meet up tonight. So 
Otherwise, we would invite him on the show tonight. Jake is, uh, he, I, I love getting picking his brain when it comes to movies. Jake just got back from Con. Yeah, I was just going to ask if you guys. Not Comic Con, Con yeah. France. So, what? anyway. Con! <laughs> Sharknado <laughs> is what. Happened. By the way, Sharknado. I was going to okay, say, I was just, solid you know, point. Jurassic Sharknado is another, they have another Jurassic movie. Shark. Jurassic Shark, yeah. Hey, just real quick, because we are running out of time, I do want to get to the, the new merchandise. Universal Studios, Orlando and Universal Studios Hollywood both have some really cool events going on, including a brand new tribute store at both locations, Jurassic-themed menu items. They're having the screenings, and both parks have the Jurassic Park ride. Well, no, 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 no. Hollywood's is now, what is it, Katie? Jurassic World. World. Yeah. Yes. Jurassic Park is still in Orlando, I think, or did they switch it out too? I don't remember. Um, I, I thought it was still. I thought it was switched to Orlando, but I don't know. I haven't been to Universal Orlando, so I don't it's think really cool. in Orlando. They had the giant gate. Do they have the gates here in 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 Hollywood as well? I don't remember. Um, I don't think so. I think they still have. It they kind of do on the ride. Yeah, yeah, on but the it's ride on the yeah. waterway. But it's not, not like you not walk it. Enter it. No. Yeah. So. Um, anyways, so there's a lot going on. There's going to be a lot more going on. If you, one of the hashtags they're encouraging people that universal is encouraging people to look at is called Jurassic June, Jurassic June, or just, or, you know, Jurassic Park 30th anniversary, you'll find all sorts of stuff happening and there are screenings. I think the screenings are going to be fun I've heard there are some dress up screenings. People are being encouraged to come as your favorite character. So that's very cool. Um, we can put more information up on the website, but we're going to jump over real quick we are celebrating and we're going to go to luke first and luke you're going to do this part real quick is we you know if you're going to universal studios they on the 25th anniversary they had a really cool celebration that you were a part of and yep. you want to take us through that real quick she's been yeah so my dad actually was local for that i think it was around the time i saw the paul mccartney concert so he came uh -huh. in and we did some mm -hmm. different things actually that was a different trip my bad but he he was in town and we happened to go to this jurassic park 25th anniversary i convinced him to go at city walk they showed the movie and then you got into the park and then they had some special panels and all that where jeff goldblum mm -hmm. was there and then the director of you know the new jurassic world colin um, trevor yeah, yeah, he was there, and yeah, you could do all the rides, and then even had like a Jurassic cookie and all this other stuff. But it was a really cool event, and we got Colin they Trevor also had like a lot of props from the movie or costume kind of stuff. So, um, and that was yeah, I had pictures from this, but I forgot to send them in to you guys. Yeah, because yeah. I, I remember that, Katie. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I, I was uh, I actually got to work that event, so I can't really say what capacity I worked it, uh, you know, because of magic and all that. But um, I, I did get to work, work at that event when I <laughs> worked at Universal, and it was a really fun event to work after hours. And I'm I I when it comes to being a nerd, I think one of the things that makes me really feel like a nerd is my complete lack of self-control when it comes to buying themed food or theme cocktails <laughs> um so if you're like oh, the here's a themed cup that you can get for 40 dollars i'm like oh, sure just 
<laughs> it's plastic and all the yeah. uh, art will wash off in the dishwasher. But like, and not only that, when they rethemed the, this, I don't think it was open when they did the 25th, but since they reopened Jurassic World, they now have a bar at Universal Studios right outside the um, ride that's called Isla New Bar. And yep. it's yes. such a good name. I just like, I'm like, I'm going to go there just because you guys went great with the name. And so it's like, but for me, I go to AMC, they do these special, these special screenings now. And now when you go to the bar, the AMC's at a bar, they're like, try this cocktail that we just named after something in the movie. And I'm just like, okay. They're like, the- it's just a bullshit cocktail, but it's named after something. <laughs> and I can say I'm that I drink a themed drink with my movie. So... But at Sparing CityWalk, I can only do that if we're upstairs because you can't drink downstairs at CityWalk. I know. It's weird. No, you can – at the Universal Studios Hollywood, they have the bar upstairs. Yeah. You can't take your drinks. You into- can only take your drinks into the theater if you are on the balcony. I know. If you are on the balcony, and those seats are great. And they told me the reason for that, like at the IMA, because the liquor license doesn't yep. cover the three feet between mm-hmm. the bar and the movie theater. There's three yep. feet. I'm like, build a stake of bridge or something. But yeah. I it's because of the, the liquor license, yeah. But Katie- I fell for the Isla New Bar at Universal as well. Like you stand in line for 30 minutes for yep. a $40 vodka <laughs> and soda, you know. Yep. <laughs> But so, they have the cool little plastic, uh, like tiki cups. So, like you know. So t- I um, Here's a couple of the names of the wines, Katie. Since you like the names of themed things, they're having the Terrier Dactyl Rosé, and they're having the Blanco Osaurus <laughs> wine. <laughs> uh, they even have a they have an an amber mojito, and they have one called Wild refresh refresher it's a fanta flavor all right we're gonna jump over to jake jake there is not only tons of screenings and events happening but there's so much merchandise coming out to celebrate this and you've gathered some of it for us please take this first picture jake i i apologize so, it's a bit blurry oh. but the rest of them get better yeah. What 1994 so, computer download is this? I think that's from the premiere. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, yeah. So I kind of shared like um, two things, the photos here. So these are the original vintage. Oh, okay. No wonder they're blurry. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the original Velociraptor figure that came out. And there's the Dilophosaurus. These are the ones that we had when we were kids, Luke. Yep. And then there's good old Tim. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Be describing as we go through for those who are just yeah. Like, so they're just they're basic, you know, old school action figures. And then um, there's Ellie. Uh, yeah, just you know, fun, fun toys in the '90s. And these what toys always came. <laughs> I had that one. Came, yeah, they always so came with one. accessories that the characters never had in yeah. the movie. Yeah, so this is oh, go back. Go back to that one. So that one the. Go back. To, sorry. This, is, this one? Did Timmy have like a whole shoulder sling? Nedry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this that's is the original. Nedry. That's the original Dennis Nedry figure, and it's probably what? probably the worst example of like a <laughs> a, a character likeness. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> like first of all, he's like not like overweight at all, 
and they just Wayne looks, Knight was thrilled with this. He looks, yeah, he looks, he looks except more for like, one aspect of it. He looks more like Roy Orbison than he does. <laughs> he, you could rip his arms off. What's yeah, it? yeah. Oh no. Yeah, there's uh, the original Malcolm figure. I never had that one, unfortunately. Yeah. Why does he have Ghostbusters gear to go? Out? Yeah, I have that. <laughs> yeah, they have ridiculous outfits and like different. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel What's... like someone just used the same yeah. mold. Yeah. Is this original? Little dinosaur. Yeah, little that's, dinosaur that's the original. That's the original T Rex. And then that, this. Now we're moving into the new stuff. No, so this is the newest. Mattel. This is the newest line of figures from Mattel, and they call it the okay. Amber Collection. So oh. Yep. Yeah, so very, we're looking right now at the that's the Velociraptor based on the the first movie. Uh, mm -hmm. Way more detailed, way more articulated, and whatnot. Yeah. And then yes. these are some oh. figures. There's the yeah. yeah the Malcolm figure there, and that looks good. It. Yeah. That looks there, a little bit more. There you go. There, there's a much Let's better. Let's compare person. them. So here's yeah. the original Nedry. Yeah. And here he is now. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I sent you one that's like a close. There you go. We so, did yeah. a really good job at the. Yeah. If Neca comes what out with Nedry? a mic broke, but yeah. check the vending machines. <laughs> Lift can to reveal dinosaur DNA vial. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Yeah. So you can see. Yep. And then there's a. Uh, Hold on to your butt, Arnold. Can I, okay, Mr. Arnold. I got Mr. Arnold right here. Wait. Yep. Pull him up, Luke. I never officially opened this. This was a Comic-Con exclusive of Mr. Arnold when he gets his when he gets his oh, yeah. arms ripped off. So that this was the value. That was the exclusive from last year. Yeah, this year. is the Hold on. Once you break, once you open it. Listening, anybody listening, yes, Luke is opening it. And I bought two of them actually. So well, I know, I know you only buy two oh, of he's them. He's using a pen. Don't do he's it. Not even using an exacto knife. Don't do it. <laughs> I always do that. Oh. Whatever it did, it did it all. But with the key checks off, the computer didn't find the keystroke. So the only way to find them now is to go through the computer's lines of code one by one. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I had no of, idea. How many lines of code are there? Here's, here's a trivia. How many lines of code are there? About two million. Look at that. Oh my goodness. I think, I think it's 10 million. Really? That's Maybe I always read it wrong because it's 10 or 2. I could be wrong. I thought it was 10, but it might be 2. I mean, 10 would make sense. That's so cool. I mean, hey. either either way, it's impossible. By the way, I have to ask since we were since we're here, somebody tell me, is this the this was the first time I had seen Samuel L. Jackson as an actor, I think. This was before he was a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, didn't, he didn't do Pulp Fiction until the next year, right. 1994. Definitely his biggest role at the time, but he had, he had been in other stuff. I remember he was in, um, oh God, what? He was in Goodfellas, wasn't he? Oh, was he? Yeah. He's the guy that they, yeah, but it wasn't a big part. Right, right, right. Yeah. He'd been in stuff, but yeah. it wasn't this big. All right. Yeah. So close up. Looks awesome. Yeah. Good likeness there. Right. Look at that. Oh, look at wait, Describe oh, what we're looking at. <laughs> the accessories. <laughs> it's his arm ripped off. Yep. All right. <laughs> then there's Dr. Grant there. I love how they have the accessories like the the yeah, the flare. The flare. <laughs> All right. Oh, there's the packaging. There's the packaging. Yeah. So cool stuff. No, oh, yeah. Then this is yeah. So this is my favorite. Um more recent item so uh transformers and jurassic park did a collaboration here so you have the t-rex and the the uh, explorer from jurassic park and then they transform wow into, <laughs> what? into transformers into transformers yep and i love how the t-rex is like 
he looks like Megatron from the Beast Wars animated series in the nineties. <laughs> Wait, so who 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 made those? Is it Hasbro or this is, is Hasbro? It? Yeah, okay. Hasbro and um, nice. yeah, because Jurassic Park actually Mattel has the the license for Jurassic Park, <laughs> but they did a yeah. special thing for that. Yeah, that's why I was yeah. uh, curious because um, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, they don't have the same. Uh, um, yeah. So what's this? That's the same. That's just the the. That's Same. the Jurassic Park. Yeah. Tyrannicon Rex and Autobot JP93. JP. Oh, okay. And the package. Cheeseman, don't you? And I think that is all we have from Jake Luke. Cheeseman, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, nothing. Ben. As we finish off this part, Cheeseman, Hold show on, us what I... you got. Oh, sorry. You finish this, and I've got to jump in with a fact. All right. Okay. Where do you keep all this stuff? <laughs> I buy way too many Jurassic Park exclusives at Comic Con. This like, is ridiculous where do you, where too. Where do you this, know, it, it's too many. Really oh, good. Look! Oh, the toilet. <laughs> this, the toilet is when the guy, the lawyer, gets eaten off the toilet. It's a yep. giant figurine of the dinosaur eating the toilet scene. It's a pretty good skull. I think, too, this, was, I think this was Gennaro. Yeah, I think this was too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that scene is what was why I was scared of like camping for a while after I saw it and like using like non-public restrooms or whatever like <laughs> things like that that scared me as a kid because of that movie. They're going to shower scene inside. Yeah. So Ben, we were talking about it. The line is two million lines of code. Um, ah, okay. Which Thank it's you. fun to see I stuff where programmers are weighing in on line on. Um, movie dialogue with actual information about how that's not really what it takes to debug something. You don't just go through reading lines one at a time and there probably wouldn't actually be 2 million lines of code. If that, that's unlikely, but you know what? Who cares? We didn't watch the movie for anything to do with facts and I knew nothing about coding at the time. So, you know, I, I, it was 1993. I don't think anybody knew anything about exactly. Coding. That's why they could get away with this kind of talk. Me and Jake are just so distracted by our toys right now. I, I got the Funko, John Hammond. I got a whole, <laughs> got a whole smorgasbord over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We are right, I, have, of- I have a quick question, though. Yes. Um, has anyone read the book, the original Yes. Book? Yes. I have. Yes. And I've read both. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Pretty, di- too, pretty different than what than the movie. You guys oh. agree, like a lot of characters. Uh, John Hammond is an a-hole. Yeah, he's yeah. awful. Yeah, in the and school. he dies. Yeah. Oh what? No. In the spoiler, John Hammond the compies, the little guys from the second movie. John Hammond gets eaten by those in the book, and he's a yeah. real. And you're just happy about yeah. it. In the yeah. Book. In the, in the it's the James so Cameron version, Jim. Relax. I, I know. I heard that. I did. I was reading that Spielberg wanted to make Hammond more of a um a Walt Disney. Than he did. And what's weird, and what's weird too, is that almost pretty much every character who die who dies in the movie lives in the book. Like Gennaro lives. I think. Um, what's uh, oh god, um, the Australian dude? I can't think of his name. Oh. Hunter Robert the Muldoon. Hunter. Robert Muldoon. Muldoon. Yeah. yeah, Muldoon survived. So it's like it's a weird thing. He like picked other. They had other people die. Like in the original book, at the end, I think it's. I think they say that Malcolm dies from his injuries, but then he rewrites it when they make the Lost World that he always survived. It was someone got some wrong information and whatever. Well, <laughs> the, 
the reason the lost world takes place on a different island is because the at the end of Jurassic Park in the book they napalm the island. Ooh, right. And then so there was a second book. They were like, well, it can't be on the first island, so it has to be on a different one. And that's why the second movie takes place on a different island, which mm-hmm. doesn't make sense in the movie universe. But yeah. I love how Spielberg mm-hmm. kind of not bullied, but like, you know, nudged nudged him to write the second book because he wanted to make a movie. So then he writes the book and then he's like, okay, yeah, I didn't really like it. I'm just gonna make my own thing. So he kind of like just changes pretty much. Yeah. There's a lot of, again, big differences from Crichton's lost world book to the movie we got. We're like, yeah. Katie, what? Yeah. yeah Katie, what were you saying? A lot of people like crap on the lost world, but I love the lost world. I do too. Because, you know, it was the first, it, it had, even though it was like the trope of, oh, it's going to go to a big American city and terrorize it, it was like, I still loved it. I'm like, this is this, that was to me the scene where the kid looks out his door and the dog leash is hanging out of the T Rex's mouth. I mean, that would, that scared the hell out of me as a kid. Like, what if that I wasn't looked in the book, right? A dinosaur. No. That, that all the stuff of them going to, it was San Diego, right? Yeah. Hey, guys. That's not in the book. I just realized this has a button on it that I never know, knew you could push. There's a button on the side. Push it. So push. I wonder if it makes a sound. It's the car. The toilet flushing. <laughs> That's funny. Remember that scene when the lights lit up under the toilet and then Gennaro got eaten? No. I did not he know wasn't that. Using, people were like, oh, he was using the bathroom. He wasn't using the bathroom. He was just sitting in there he was hiding. Just sitting there. But I didn't he have his pants down? No, he had shorts no. on. No, yeah. It's, it's, as the yeah. figure shows. He was just yeah. hiding in the bathroom. Which is I think yeah, because I don't know like why. Because we, we saw his legs, and I, so some people thought, <laughs> why is he choosing this moment to relieve himself? Well, when I was I watching it on when... VHS on a screen scarcely bigger than the one I'm looking at you guys on now, yeah. um, I wasn't sure either. Yeah. <laughs> why just love clearly... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, clearly he, uh, you know, didn't watch Game of Thrones and see what happens when you go and sit to go use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Game of Thrones came out 20 years later. Yes, um, but it took place before. No, yeah, it took place before, though. We're going to say it took place before it, but it came out after. Kind of. Sure. Um, what, some of the little details in it is when they do the shot of the T-Rex going towards the the restroom and the, the whole building's shaking and Gennaro's in there on the toilet kind of cowering. He's saying Hail Mary full of grace, like in in the bathroom it's just it's a split second and you can hear him doing uh yeah. the rosary and then the whole thing falls down and he gets eaten but it's oh, just li- like little details like that that are just interesting and fun to me that's like yeah this yeah. guy probably would have been praying to whoever the heck he could have mm-hmm. at the time when a giant monster bird is oh. coming towards him to eat him. that that's actually interesting you bring that up because so chrissy watkins from jaws she was supposed to be like, you know, Spielberg wanted her to do the prayer thing, but she didn't know it. So they kind of like she did. She's just, oh, God, blah, blah, and you did more of that. But Spielberg originally wanted her to do that in Jaws, but she didn't know it. So this was what he never got to do in Jaws. Yeah. 
Interesting. I didn't realize that it. until you said that. I didn't. I didn't notice that before. This is, anyways. Hey, we you do have here. to kind anyway. of start winding this down. But I Are just you saying wanted... we must go faster. <laughs> must go faster. <laughs> must go faster. I I pulled up the um the Rotten Tomatoes page, and it, it has you know it's the the it's up in the nineties. It's got a great but a couple of British papers gave it a negative review. They said this. This is from the Globe and the Mail about the original Jurassic Park, said it has a thrill or two and a chill or three, but it has no poetry, little sense of wonder, no resident subtext, and no art. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Somebody did not have a good time. And then here's what the New York Review of Books said. I did not feel that I wasted my two hours or my seven bucks, plus another two for the indigestible Raptor Bites candy tie-in, but I was deeply disappointed by much about the movie. Um, what's your response to that? He just sounds wasted when he says that, so I don't <laughs> even think they want yeah, to. Some people just want to feel better about themselves by putting down something else or someone else. Yeah. Some people just want to watch the world burn. So yeah. It wasn't formed film enough for me. Finn. All right, guys. I, ben, or did what did you think about that? Because I know this is a special movie for Ben. Yeah, I mean, listen, what was it? Even like Citizen Kane had a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes until somebody came on and gave it a shitty review. So it's like everybody wants to, you know, have an opinion and 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 be the um, uh, the counterpoint. You know? Yeah, the provocateur. And, you know, maybe to be fair, maybe this person went to it and they and they weren't impressed for whatever reason. But I think, uh, you know, Derek has a point in saying, you know, when you have the uh, what was it, Aristotle's six points of storytelling, you know, and, and Spielberg hits them all. Um, when you have a movie like that, that that really hits it on all points, checks all of the boxes. Um and everybody's raving about it. Somebody out there wants to come out and be like, oh, yeah, well, I didn't think so. So, you, and you're going to have that in every situation. You know, if yep. you, you can do everything perfect. And yeah. uh, which wasn't new to Spielberg, because if you, I, I think it was on the Spielberg documentary or something like Spielberg, like in his early days, even with Jaws and like Indiana Jones, all that was not seen as like, an academy award winning type director like everybody's right. like oh kind of like how people like like yeah it's just a marvel movie it doesn't deserve to be an academy award me 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 like like people saw spielberg that way and i think it wasn't really until he did some of the like later films or tried to do more of the dramatic stuff i don't know if like yeah. the color purple or uh you know well, you know what uh, you know what his next film was schindler's right but you know, yeah. yeah, like he then he went on and do yeah. Schindler's List, Amistad, stuff like that, where mm -hmm. it's like hard dramas of like real life yeah. things. He wanted and... to respect it as a yeah. filmmaker, you yeah. know, and yeah. he just wasn't by certain audiences. Well, guys, listen, we do have to wrap things up. I just want is that um... a new cat, Jake? <laughs> uh, she's not new. Uh, we've had her two years now. This is Penny Lane. Penny Lane, you're in my ears and in my eyes. Listen, Joe. Is there a barber showing photographs? Yes. Fish and finger pies. There is also, we didn't get a chance to show it tonight for merchandise, a Jurassic Park-inspired Lego line, including the Visitor Center. You can get that on Amazon. Mattel. Oh, 
is debuting an all-new collector line with 15 different things in plush that you can get with the 1993 feel. And you can actually go to Amazon. They have a Jurassic Park site on Amazon right now with so much stuff. Guys, we're going to end with this question. Why is why is it that we're still talking about Jurassic Park 30 years later? What is the impact of Jurassic Park? Why has it been so impactful? And this is how we're ending the show tonight. Um, Jake, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, I mean, we have already talked about the effects and how they were groundbreaking. And like you said, when that movie came out at the time, it was just like, this is a whole new game, you know. But, and like Derek and everyone has said, it's the storytelling, it's everything in this movie is almost a perfect film when it's just like <laughs> something was not um but yeah and it's also everybody you know except for the guy who wrote that review loves dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> i mean yeah that's just it's a fun awesome adventure filled you know cool movie so it just stands the test of time katie I mean, kind of echoing off what Jake said, I mean, who doesn't love dinosaurs? What kid doesn't, even if, I mean, gender aside, everybody is scared of dinosaurs at one point in their childhood, I think, at least. Uh, and there's always, it's it's kind of the, like a staple of monsters and scary things. So, and it's iconic in that way. Because, uh, yep. and they don't do a lot of dinosaur movies even to this day, you know, you still don't see them. Uh, in a lot of stuff, which I think is why that's another reason why, because Jurassic Park was so good that other people are like, should we try? Well, and, I know that me and know, Ben are just, we can't wait for Marvel to enter the savage land. Marvel's got <laughs> their own dinosaurs. All right. Cheeseman, what do you think? So I feel like Jurassic Park, which ties great with the Spielberg thing was like the Jaws 20 years later where it really like introduced a new type of technology because like you never thought you could get a shark like to do what it did back in the 70s but with the mechanics and the things they did you know like so this was like kind of like jaws on land and spielberg lived there had done that but did this to like perfection so the technology and what really creates what it was was for like you could tell it was such a passion project for everybody involved because it it really gives you that feeling of like seeing a dinosaur for the first time people didn't know what like dinosaurs are like living and when you watch kind of like uh the movies that made us or i think they did like some stuff too but like this was kind of like seeing a dinosaur for the first time and for a lot of people it wasn't like land before time where we saw animated or other things but you saw what looked like a real living moving dinosaur so it creates that wonderment and people when they see it for the first time and everybody even like the new generations that come still see this as like a children like my nephew called it rig roar or whatever he watched like uh jurassic world and just like loved it at a young age like you're never you always discover jurassic park if you have like the right parent or the person around you at a young age so it always has that childlike kind of nostalgia kind of thing to it. So as long as you're kind of seeing that or whether it's the newer movies, I personally like the newer Jurassic World, but none of them really touch what like the first one was as far as just a cinematic masterpiece. Like Jake was saying, like all the way around, it's just 
with the music, with the mm -hmm. cinematography, with the acting, everything. So, I mean, I, I really truly feel it's it's a movie that will stand the test of time. I agree. Derek and then and then Ben will take us out. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of the reasons why it lingers. You know, it hits all those points. It's like, and of course, as we talked about with a lot of Spielberg movies before, there are stakes that we can all relate to. It's very primal. It's all about survival. But also, you know, as with a lot of Spielberg movies, we care about the safety of the kids in the movie. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, he's got a reputation for taking good care of kids on set, making sure that they're safe and that they're, you know, um, well, that, that people are just looking after the well-being of the children. And... Uh, just a fun story really quick. <clears throat> Meemaw was the one that introduced me to Jurassic Park. Um, Peepaw, our grandfather on that side, <laughs> always called it Jurassic Park. <laughs> and when we would correct him, he would say, oh, I knew there was an ass in there somewhere. <laughs> it was shocking to my 10-year-old ears. <laughs> and, but I was never going to forget it after that. So maybe that's part of why it had staying power with me. <laughs> and then he doubled down on it and continue calling it Jurassic Park, I'm assuming, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And, you know, after VHS, we got it on BVD. <laughs> wow. Um, what is that? First, uh, let me start by saying this. Jim, uh, I noticed our graphic in the top corner just said the Con Guy show. Are we not doing the happy hour tonight? Because I've been drinking. <laughs> oh, wait. She's been put a happy hour. We can, we can switch oh, there it. we go. Okay, okay. We're censoring Katie right now. It's always the Real quick trivia question: How fast did they clock the T Rex at? Thirty-two. Oh, I know that. Dang, I can't remember. Twenty-eight. I think thirty-two miles an hour. Derek got it. Derek got it. Okay. And real quick, as far as movies where there are dinosaurs, I have not seen sixty-five with Adam Driver, but I've heard that it's actually really good. So I got to go check that out. Um, I think the biggest thing is why we're, why we're still talking about this today is Steven Spielberg brought dinosaurs back to life. And the, the sparing use of the CGI and the, the use, the combination of practical and CGI, it, it wasn't overdone. It was, it was done just right to combine everything together to make a realistic image for us of if they had brought dinosaurs back on an island off the coast of Costa Rica. Um, and so and I think that car scene, you know, especially like you're saying with the blend with the T-Rex scene where they're yeah. pushing the windshield, they're pushing the stuff down into the kids, you know? So terrifying. I think visually that's why we're still talking about it. And to kind of tack on to what I think Derek was saying is it's, it's the drama of it. It's, um, the Walking Dead is not a story about zombies. It's a story about people dealing with a situation. Mm -hmm. And Jurassic Park was not a movie about dinosaurs. It was a movie about people dealing with a situation and the drama that comes from that. We can all relate to the concept of going to the zoo. And, you know, this is the concept of what if we went to a zoo that was different and then everything went wrong? That's why I think the following movies are like, we can't relate. I, as a person going to sit in the movie theater, can't relate to the idea of flying to an island where I know there are dinosaurs and putting my life at risk. I can't relate to that. But I can relate to the idea of going to a zoo. And I think that's 
part of the reason why Jurassic World, the first one, worked yep. as well yep. because it played yep. off of that. And it and it really was. I've always said like, that it's at its best when the parks open or when they're yeah. opening the park. Yeah. And 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 it is in a similar reason uh, to why The Force Awakens was a fun movie is because it was just a remake of the original, you know, and and Jurassic World was kind of just a remake mm-hmm. of Jurassic Park, where the park was open and then everything goes wrong. And that's why it works, because we relate to that. And it works because the special effects were used in a way that um, wasn't overdone. They didn't over-egg the pudding, if you catch my drift. So I think those are the reasons why we're still talking about it today. Um, I would really quick uh, like to do a shout out to that hashtag show who's broadcasting our show tonight. Thank you to all of you who are watching us live. Thank you to all of you who are watching or listening to us on a replay. It means the world to us that you tune in to listen to our dumbasses talk about weird geeky stuff. Um, and uh, oh, also uh, the that hashtag show sponsor Neff Vodka, uh, reminding you to always drink responsibly. Uh, thank you to my co-hosts Jim, Jake, Cheeseman, Katie, and Derek uh, for. Uh, just coming on the show and geeking out uh, as a group tonight. It's always fun to be with you guys. Thank you all for watching the Con Guy Show, for listening to the Con Guy Show Happy Hour. And uh, remember, everyone, I'm drinking out of this red cup because whenever Ben Cleaver shows up, it's always a party. TheConGuy.com. Check it out. Thanks for listening to The Con Guy Show, the official program of theconguy.com. Find us on the Weeby Geeks Collective or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And now on sci-fi.radio, Saturdays at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific, both AM and PM. That's 9 o'clock Greenwich. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.